0: And welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, a podcast aimed at making your quilting life more fun and creative while connecting with quilters just like you. Join the staff of the magazines you love for a great episode filled with tips and tricks. Enjoy!
1: Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Happy Thanksgiving week to all those who celebrate it. This time of year, uh, many of us are thinking about what we're thankful for. And counting our blessings actually has great health benefits. The most obvious benefit is that it makes us happier. Feeling grateful increases our dopamine and serotonin levels, which are the feel-good hormones, and it reduces cortisol, which causes stress. Studies also show that practicing gratitude increases our resilience so that we can cope with stress better, and it can also help us be more patient, which is always something I need a little more of during the holidays. There are also some studies that suggest being thankful can help us sleep better, boosts our immune system, and strengthens our relationships. Since there are so many benefits to expressing gratitude in our everyday lives, I thought I'd take this episode to share some ways to infuse your sewing time with gratitude. And later, I'll share some emails from our listeners about what they're grateful for. First, find gratitude for the little things. When you first enter your sewing space, look around and notice anything you appreciate. Maybe it's a hard-working sewing machine, a project that you're passionate about, a beautiful view out your window, a comfy chair that helps you sew without discomfort. It doesn't have to take long, just think of a few things off the top of your head, the first few things you notice. It might be the same thing as you thought the last time you were in in your space, or it might be new things you appreciate each time. We're surrounded by things that we often take for granted, but consistently taking time to be thankful for the little things has a big impact on our happiness. Next, savor your sewing time. When you sit down at your machine, take a deep breath, and tune into your senses. So often, sewing can become a mindless activity because our thoughts are on the many to-do list items we have, but you can amplify your gratitude for your quilting hobby by savoring what you see, what you feel, and what you hear when you're sewing. Take an extra minute to run your hands over your fabric while ironing. Savor the soft humming of your machine while you're sewing. Admire the beautiful colors of the fabrics you're using. Spending time appreciating the act of sewing and involving your senses helps develop a stronger feeling of thankfulness and makes each project feel a little more vivid and special. Next, you can imagine your life without it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to feel grateful, especially when things aren't going right. Uh, In your sewing room, this may look like having to seam rip a block, breaking a needle, uh, feeling frustrated by a technique you just can't get a hang of, or running out of fabric right at the end of a project. When gratitude isn't coming easily, you can try to imagine your life without it. Imagine your life without that tool that's causing you trouble. Imagine life without the sewing time you cherish. Imagine life without the growth and learning that comes by working through a problem. Putting things into perspective like this can help us appreciate even the hard things. And lastly, write it down. Now this is the method I use most often. At the end of each day, I sit down for five minutes and write down at least three things I'm thankful for. You can do the same and make sure you include one or two items on your list about your sewing life, or you can keep a small notebook next to your machine to jot down things at the end of each sewing session. You can list specific projects and tools you're thankful for. The people in your life who inspire and support you in your sewing life, um, the feelings that sewing gives you, or anything else that comes to mind. Writing it down really cements those feelings in your brain and provides something to look back on when things become stressful. So I hope you can find ways to incorporate some of these practices into your sewing life. As things get busier during the holidays, I know I'm looking forward to finding these little moments of calm, gratitude, and happiness during my days. Now I'm going to share some listener emails we got. So this first one is from Tracy. She says, I'm thankful that my mom finds so much joy in her happy place. Now that she's in her 80s, she spends much of her time at home sewing comfort quilts for other people to enjoy. She pulls fabric from her stash and adds new fabrics each year when she spends a couple months in Texas. All those years of classes and shows were an investment that keeps on giving. Quilting has enriched her life with quilty friends and the happiness of presenting a loved one with a warm quilt. Jenna says, I'm thankful for my hand surgeon and hand therapists whose work has allowed me to resume quilting. In 2018, I had surgeries to rebuild both my thumbs, which were deteriorated because of arthritis. This meant quilting and most everything else done with my hands was painful. After many weeks of recovery on each hand, I am now free to do as much quilting as I can time as I can find time for, without pain. I'm thankful for the joy of quilting and that I can now do it without hand pain. Maggie says, I retired in 2020, just a few months into shutdowns when we were all staying home. A year later, as vaccines were making us comfortable together again, I invited two of my quilting friends to spend one day a week at my home sewing charity quilts and clearing out some of my stash. We believe that we can all help to make someone's day a bit brighter and warmer with quilts. I am so very grateful for these wonderful women, Holly and Karen, who eagerly join me. We are true friends and sister quilters and have donated over 60 quilts, mostly through our guilds, to many different charities including NICUs, skilled nursing facilities, and organizations for victims of domestic abuse. My friends have made this all possible. They bring me such joy and love as we work together. I am more grateful to them than I can express. Sarah says, I learned to quilt from amazingly talented but very traditional quilters. They made absolutely stunning period or traditional applique quilts, but I found myself wanting to do things a bit differently. This year, I'm especially thankful for a handful of designers in your podcast that gave me the inspiration to incorporate fun and uncomplicated handwork into quilt projects. I absolutely love wool applique, adding simple embroidery, throwing in a bit of EPP now and then and even have enjoyed doing big stitch quilting. After a long day, hanging out with some handwork makes me smile. Lisa says, in my quilting world, I am most thankful for my family quilting history. This includes my mother, grandmother and great-grandmother. Quilting for my grandmother and great-grandmother was done out of necessity for warmth. My mother quilted as a hobby, She has amazing quilts that she has won ribbons for in quilting shows. The quilting bug bit me after I stopped teaching school. I wanted to learn how to quilt while my mother was still living and she could see me carry on the family tradition. Plus, she's been a lot of help too. Even though she is 90 years old, I can send her photos of what I'm working on and she helps me from afar. We live a nine-hour drive away. I love sharing this amazing world of quilting with her. Lori says, I wanted to tell Lindsay how much I enjoy her podcast. I appreciate all the work you put into a show. I know it must take a lot of work to think of topics, pull all of the information together, and then to present it. I'm in a particular busy time of my life with my busy full-time job and caring for a live-in father-in-law. Having your podcast to listen to is an escape for me, which I love. It brings me joy to see a new podcast to listen to. I am so thankful to have your podcast to listen to. I always enjoy what you have to share. Thank you. So thanks to everyone who shared what they're thankful for. It really means a lot and it makes me so happy to read all of these. If you wanted to share your thoughts with me, you can always email me at apqpodcast at meredith.com. As for what I'm thankful for in my quilting life, it's a lot but I'm thankful for all of our amazing podcast listeners. Uh, You're all truly supportive, inspiring, and creative, and I just love connecting with you all. I am thankful for a job that lets me explore my passions and bring sewing tips and inspiration to people all over the world. And I'm thankful for a hobby that fulfills me. Now we're going to take a quick ad break, but when we get back, We're chatting with Kristen Lee of MASH Modern. Welcome back. I'm now handing the mic over to Beth for her chat with Kristen Lee of MASH Modern. Kristen just opened a quilt store in Dallas Center, Iowa last month. And she also does long arm quilting for many members of our staff. So we're excited to chat with her. So I'm Beth and I'm here today with Kristen
2: Lee of MASH Modern. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, Kristen, why don't you start by giving us a little background on how you got started quilting and maybe
3: what your first quilt was. Okay. Um, I got started quilting when my kids, I was pregnant with my first set of twins and they, I just really thought they needed to have a quilt. So, um, I thought, well, I know how to sew. I learned how to sew in Home X, So I thought, well, I can make a quilt. How hard could that be? So I, you know, Googled it and, um, borrowed a rotary cutter and a mat from a friend and I made them just simple five inch square patchwork quilts. And I didn't know that you could like pile the fabric on top of each other and cut, you know, many at a time. Like I literally cut every single square separately, even though I had like a ruler and everything, I just didn't really know what I was doing. So it took me quite a while. And I thought when I got done with those, I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I did this, but I'm never doing this again. That was way too much work for a quilt so I'm never making another one but then I had more kids so then I felt like they needed a quilt too because I made a quilt for the other ones so and then kind of after um you know doing the kids quilts I was like okay I kind of like this now let's try other things and then the sewing machine just like never went away like it's just been out ever since then so <laughs> so
2: you started with not one baby quilt but two baby quilts that's impressive two baby quilts
3: yeah. So I actually have two sets of twins. So I started with my first set of twins. And then whenever I was pregnant with the second set, I was like, well, I got to make them quilts too. So, and then I had a extra fifth baby for extra fun. And so they all have quilts. Those are the, the, those five were like the first, you know, quilts. And then shortly after the last one, Um, everybody, everybody else is asking me for baby quilts. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I can make you one, I guess I can, you know, make one for my niece or whatever. And then it just kind of like, I caught the bug and it just um, kept doing it. So. I'm impressed you had time for
2: quilting with five kids. That's amazing.
3: Well, you know how it is, like, you just do it when they go to sleep and you just don't sleep. (laughs) Story of quilting with kids. So you first
2: started with your business then with a long arm quilting, right?
3: Well, I started selling fabric online, um, in 2016. Um, but just a little bit here and there, I bought, um, you know, like 10 bolts at a time and then I turned those over and then buy a few more. And I was really doing it just to kind of support my quilting habit and not, you know, not that much, but um, and and then it was shortly like, okay, I really want to buy a long arm. So I was doing it to save up for my longarm. Um, and so I started long arming in 2019. Yeah, the beginning of 2019. And um, I've just loved it. And then we've been doing fabric and long arming now since then. So Okay, so what is your favorite part of quilting? Um, really my favorite is when you have been sewing all of these blocks and you've got like a pile of blocks and then you put them on the design wall or your floor or your bed and you can see the actual design that they make. And then that's my favorite. Cause you're like, okay, I can finally see what this looks like or what it's going to be like in my head, you know, out on some actual fabric. That's my favorite part. How about your least favorite part? My least favorite part is basting, which I get to skip because I have a
2: longer. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a great reason to get a long arm, really. Yeah. <laughs> no basting. So I know you've actually quilted uh, many quilts for staff members here at American Patchwork and Quilting. So if somebody is hiring you to long arm, what are your best tips for getting that quilt ready for you so it you know they get the best results?
3: Sure. So um, definitely um, ironing down all of your seams so they're not sticking up. Um, That will just make it flatter and smoother when you quilt it with no puckers or anything. Um, Also, when you do borders, measure your borders out and pin them on and then sew them on. If you just sew them on, like just make a giant strip and sew it on and then cut it off, it tends to have more fullness. And then when you go to quilt it, sometimes it's hard to get that to lay flat. So um, measuring them and putting them on exactly what size they need to be is A really good tip. I'm definitely guilty of the
2: just making a strip and then sewing it on and then cutting off the excess.
3: I was too before I long armed. I didn't know that was a big deal until I was long arming, and I found out that's why they don't want you to do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it definitely helps square up your quilt too. If you're noticing that your quilt isn't square, if you do that, it'll help kind of pull that quilt into square. So I'm sure that's part of where that fullness comes in. It's just not quite square. Yep. So what would you say, do you have like a favorite edge
3: to edge design that you love to use? So my favorite are, um, there's a series of pantos made by Carly Porter called graffiti quilting. So she kind of records her free motion quilting and then turns them into digital pantos for the rest of us who don't aren't as good at free motion quilting as she is so those are my personal favorite are the graffiti quilting ones they kind of look like they're free motion but technically they're computerized um I I use them on any I don't get to use them as much on customers because they take a lot longer and they cost a little bit more so most people don't choose them but those are my favorite
2: okay that's fun. I do really like when I pick a quilting design, I like a little bit more freeform kind of look to some, some circles, some squares, like a, I like the variety. Um, so what would you say is the most popular one that you usually do then on customer quilts?
3: Um, probably Soho, which is just like little loopy things. Um, and Wishbone is really popular. Um, and even just um like rumble or good vibrations, those are both just like wavy or um, pointy lines basically going across the quilt. Those are really good too. Those
2: all sound really fun. Do you have like a favorite thread
3: color and type that you use for your long arm quilting? For long arming, I use entirely um, glide 40 weight thread. Um, They make a really nice um, long arming thread. And my personal favorite is orchid, which is a deep purple, (laughs) because I just like, I like having contrasting thread, but I would say most people don't use contrasting that they want something that blends in. Um, But personally, if you ask me, if you get, you ask for my opinion um, on your quilt, then I'll probably suggest something that contrasts first.
2: (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love using colored thread on mine because especially when I'm sending it to a long armor, yeah, I want that to show up. You yeah, know? and And when do you get to use the fun colored thread? Very rarely. So you may as well.
1: Hey, it's Lindsay. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but we have to take a quick ad break. We'll be back soon with more from Kristen.
2: All right, so you just opened a brick-and-mortar shop um, in Dallas Center, Iowa, and it looks amazing. Um, It looks like it's filled with bright, modern fabrics. Um, So what made you decide that you were ready to open a cold shop?
3: Well, when I started selling the fabric, I was realizing I was just buying a lot of fabric online that I could not get in my own area, which in, in... central Iowa, we have a lot of bookshops, but there just wasn't really any that were carrying the ones that I liked. So I said, well, I'll just order some that I like, and then I'll use some and then sell the rest. Right. And that's kind of how it started. Um, But then it just got, you know, you just fall down this rabbit hole of like, I need everything. But um, so since 2016, I've been um, slowly building the fabric business um, on Etsy. And then now I'm, I have my own website that I sell on and, um, just keep working and working. And, um, Instagram has been huge too. tons of people who found me on Instagram who, you know, Instagram community is just really great. Lots of people on there that, um, love to do modern quilting. And I just kind of, if I don't love it, then I just don't get it. So it just, my personal style is, um, very bright, lots of color. Um, and, and I just go from there. So whatever I can get, that I love, then that's
2: what I want to sell. So what are some of the lines that you carry?
3: Um, A lot of Tula Pink, um, a lot of Allison Glass, uh, Juicy Juice, um, some Ruby Star, some Anna Maria Horner. I love looking at your Instagram because it is always
2: so bright and happy. And you're right, there isn't a lot of options to buy those fabrics. Um, here in Central Iowa. So very exciting to have that option. Now I'm so excited to come to visit your shop. So what has been the biggest challenge so far with opening your store?
3: Um, the, I think the biggest challenge has just been, you know, like I want to please everybody that comes in. Um, so lots of people coming in and asking, um, are you going to have novelty buttons? Are you going to have Um, yarn are you gonna you know a lot of things that are not in my wheelhouse and I wouldn't really feel comfortable like trying to sell something that I don't personally use so you know you want to like say yes I want to get that for you but I have to say I have to think about it and go no that's not actually in my my scope you know so that's kind of been the hardest thing is just kind of saying well no but I have this other thing that's really cool or this other technique that I really love you know. So you had all the fabric
2: that's in your cold shop, or most of it in your basement, right? Is that right?
3: Right, so we had our entire basement just filled full of fabric. Um, when I um, saw the shop and I, we decided to move to an actual open store, um, we counted about 700 bolts in my basement. So they were really packed in there. We did a really good job of storage. Um, But I'm um, so glad to be out of the house and to be able to just talk to people and show them things like things I've just been excited about, even fabrics that I've had for the last year, but they haven't seen them, you know, (laughs) so I can say, look at this one. This goes with this. Like, I just I just love that. I love to be able to be here and just see the community in person, you know, as well as still, you know, active on Instagram and the community online. But it's just great to have both of those worlds.
2: What are you going to be doing with all that space in your basement now?
3: Uh, my kids call it the chill place now. And they're saying they're going to just like, there's only a TV in there, literally a TV and board games and a folding table left. So they're going to hang out in there, I guess. They did ask for some furniture. And I said, uh, let's wait on that because they are boys and they destroy furniture for a living. Like that's, <laughs> they just like to destroy <laughs> I'm like, you guys have lost your chance for a couch. You need to just, um, here's some quilts because we have plenty of quilts in my house. So here's some quilts, cuddle up um, on the carpet and watch a movie. So the kids have kind of taken over it. Perfect. Throw some beanbag chairs down there.
2: A yep. couple yep. extra pillows. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a fun spot. Um, And so is there anything else that you'd like us to know about you?
3: Um... You know i can't really think of anything else other than you know i'd love to um visit and and see more people and that that, you know i'm so excited i'll i'll be here um wednesdays to saturdays from 10 to 3 um in dallas center do you want to give your a shop address real quick yeah it's 1412 walnut
2: street in dallas center iowa and it looks like the cutest building and there's some other things. What else is an in Dallas center that people can visit if they come see you?
3: We have a really cute little coffee shop down um, a few doors down, and she also makes homemade goat milk soaps. And she has lots of homemade items in her shop from people in the area. We also have um, the baker's pantry, which is a, um, well, it's a baker's pantry. is what. It, but they have lots of homemade treats and, um, supplies like a small grocery store but the best part is their all of their baked goods
2: okay well I can't wait to make a day trip soon to go come and visit you in person and check out all those beautiful beautiful fabrics that you carry so thank you so much for joining us today Kristen
3: thank you for having me
1: thanks so much to Beth and Kristen for that chat It's so inspiring to hear about quilters following their dreams and finding success in them. I'll link to Kristen's website and social media in the show notes so you can check her out more. She's a great source for long-arm quilting services and a place to buy beautiful modern fabrics and wide backings, both in-store and online, plus a lot more. And that's it for today's show. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving week if you're celebrating.
0: and thanks for listening keep in touch American Patchwork and Quilting is on Facebook Pinterest and Instagram at All Quilt. email us at apqpodcast at meredith.com resources for this week can be found at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast and if you love the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast please subscribe on your favorite podcast app for free and don't forget to rate and review the show it helps other quilters find us Have a creative week.